Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Celtics Reddit podcast. My name is Ben Vallis, or as I go by on Reddit, Brutal Gash. Coming up on the show, a little late, but we're ranking our favorite players from the brief 2019 Celtics Summer League season. Then later in the Celtics Reddit recap, controversy in classic off-season fashion, the anti-mod pro-meme movement has once again reared its ugly head, but it's a little more complicated and there are many opinions on the matter and as you can imagine on Reddit, a very balanced and nuanced discussion to dive into. So we'll be getting a little bit into that and finally, we'll get to the recent Celtics Team USA news. Jackson and Joe, aka Rickman Lives and No Scrows McFly are here as always, guys. It's been a little while since our last episode, and we're really now into the bloody doldrums of the offseason. Not much going on at all. So what have you guys been up to? Man, I've been so devoid of basketball and meaning in my life. I had to book a trip to Europe for a month. It's a hard oh. life, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that sucks, and I, man. And I happened to do it just the, the, the month that uh, Team USA with four Celtics in tow come to Australia. So yeah, I'm stoked about that. I really am. But uh, beyond that, man, it's, it is the off-season, right? So uh, yeah, there's very little going on at the moment other than that. Yeah, I'm totally in off-season mode. Um, <laughs> you sound like it too. Off-season <laughs> yeah. off body clock. Yeah. You, you've come oh, out of hibernation e- for this one, e- You're over here, yeah. <laughs> Um, what have I been doing? Um, man, I've been working and studying and just, you know, doing all the grown up things that we do when we're not, you know, obsessing over a child's game. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking yeah. about that before the show tonight, that this is like the three months in the year where I get all my shit done. That's kind of, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Right. And that's fine. Three months of the year. I'm not staring at my phone constantly at work. For those of you who don't, who don't know, the Australian time zone for uh, basketball games is about. Typically, I know it's different in New Zealand, like two hours difference, but like between like you know, six a.m. and midday or thereabouts. So yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass watching um watching it work. Put it that way. Yeah, seven p.m. tip off is normally one p.m. New Zealand time, so normally eleven a.m. Aussie time. Lunchtime, yeah. lunchtime yeah. games. Mm. Yeah, and after free agency, I'm sleeping eight hours a night. You're sleeping like a a baby, a, a baby that <laughs> happens to sleep well. Sleeping like yeah, a, like sleeping no, like a Glenn yeah. Davis. <laughs> Yeah, like I, you know, I have uh, sleeping like and, a baby and... with a four-year guaranteed contract. <laughs> well, we're gonna get to that. Um, but yeah, no, no Woj bombs, no sham wows in the middle of the night, setting off my phone, just sleeping, sleeping through. It's been wonderful. Um, so plenty of energy going into this podcast, I guess. Not a lot of content, not much going on, but you know, but we're doing well otherwise. So getting straight into it, a, a couple of weeks back now, we we had 
I'm going to say it, the most exciting Celtics summer league season ever. A spicy team of youngins who I think kind of reminded us of what quote-unquote Celtics basketball is and why we love it so much. And I, I thought an interesting way to talk about it might be to rank our favorite players of the Celtics summer league season. I, I say we, but I mean me, and you guys are going to critique my ranking um, because, you know, had a little a little just, extra time on my hands today, knocked off a, knocked out a quick ranking and... Um, and and yeah, any any comments, any thoughts <laughs> before, well, we, before comment we get into is, it? Just, just in case you weren't aware, this is really Ben's show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I admire the dedication of taking time any day to rank summer league players. Yeah, man. I know. That's yeah, he I he it, it took it took thirty seconds. I I knew it just it's straight from the heart. It was almost stream of consciousness. I didn't put a lot of thought into it all. Let's descend into this. Um, number one, Carson Edwards, who we recently signed to a four year deal. Number one was a hard a hard choice to make. There are a lot of a lot of favorites, and so maybe like more logical choices to to make there. But Carson Edwards just like set my soul on fire with with his play <laughs> in summer league. So tell me I'm wrong. You're not not wrong, wrong at all. I'm <laughs> so favorite. in on Carson Edwards. This is like, this has been so great because I, mean, I didn't expect him to be like the one like major standout. But like his game is so exciting. I'm I'm really I'm really stoked. We've got this guy here. He's um he's super decisive. That's my um, oh he's decisive. That's what I like about yes. him. Yes, he's decisive. That he works, makes Joe. quick decisions. It, it, it'll give him gravity, man. I guarantee you, he'll be a high gravity player. He, he's gonna he's 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 real, man. He's for he's for real. I'll be stunned if he doesn't hang on as a rotation player in the league. Absolutely stunned. Yeah, yeah he's a little pocket rocket and definitely gonna be some sort of a spark plug off the bench you know we we did away with a lot of important players if you want to you know sort of um group terry rogier into yeah. that category was, is it fa- and is it fa- <laughs> we've got minutes is it fair to say he's the number two he's the number two point guard like on the team now in the road to, like obviously smart depending on what the lineup is when he comes to it but like no rogier langford wins i don't know when langford's back but like based on his play surely like he's got to be top of the, like the rookies at least yeah, like that's the thing. Like we haven't even really seen Romeo Langford, mm. and by all you know, we drafted him at number fourteen. Like he should be the best of our draft picks. But Carson Edwards, you know, he's got that four-year deal now. He really showed out at summer league, and these are good problems to have. Which of our spicy new rookies will get the most playing time off the bench? But uh, Carson Edwards, ranked number one for a reason, fellas. We might want to put a pin in this uh, in this sort of conversation. This is put a pin in is like this new expression I've just stumbled across <laughs> lately. <laughs> Once you hear it, once you hear it once, you hear it all the time. But um, I kind of want to do like a little rundown of who we think is actually going to make it. Like just right now, who we think is actually going to make it as a, like which picks do we actually back. So we've got it on the record (laughs) so that when we go back in two years time and and we say we were right about Carson Edwards or Uh wrong about Romeo Langford, you know. Yeah, well, let's... Let's run through this, the rest of the rankings Definitely. to, to, to touch on all these players. Things. And then yes, let's, uh, let's round it out with who's going to get rotation minutes. So number two, the Time Lord, Robert Williams, showed us uh, he can pass the ball, uh, which is very exciting. Last year, we pretty much saw him as a, uh, a rim runner, maybe a clumsy uh, you know, defensive something or other. And, and suddenly he shows he's got this sort of finesse, this touch, and he's you know, cross-court passing. And he's, um, he just has this really good chemistry with uh, Grant Williams as well as far as like um, making and receiving entry passes. And we, we saw a lot from the Time Lord. The, the running joke is that it's like the Time Lord, it's, he can almost see the passes before they happen. 
uh, and yet like he's kind of living living that truth. What would you guys think of Robert Williams? I um I, I agree. I'd actually have him at number two as well if I had to if I had to rank these guys. Um, you're right. The passing was great. I mean, he just um anytime he blocks the ball, he's just he's just supremely. It's just so watchable, like the way he, the way he gets up for those rejections. Like it's just re- really a, a, something I look forward to every time he's on the court. Um, and yeah, it's more maybe the promise too, because you got to feel like if anyone's gonna out of this like group that's come through, that's gonna like probably most likely feature or most likely get the most minutes, then it's it's got to be Time Lord. Does anyone or does anyone else caught? Does anyone else think maybe not? Mm, um, like I, I, I didn't like who was fun to watch. Um, I find him really hard to to categorize. He wasn't my second favorite Celtic of the summer. Um, to he his his game doesn't real. I didn't like his rebounding. I know he had that one six six sixteen rebound game, but mm-hmm. um. He, um, in the words of Charles Barkley, the immortal Charles Barkley, they lighten their ass, you know, and he is <laughs> like, he's lighting his ass, man. Like he gets uh-huh. pushed around down there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm watching it and I'm like, huh, is this guy really going to be a center? He kind of looks like a small four that blocks shots. He's almost like, he's like Serge Bucker, <laughs> Ibaka, Ibaka. Now I'm struggling with <laughs> Serge Ibaka's name. No, you got oh. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, he's like him, but if you traded like the shooting for passing, you know, mm-hmm. as in Ibaka can't pass at all, <laughs> and Williams he really can't shoot at all, you know. So um, yeah, I'm just, but you know, he's he's sort of the guy. I, you know, I'm on the record as thinking he's he's a he's a muppet, you know, and <laughs> and loser. I think I remember you right. Well. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above, but, <laughs> but the fact that he's a really good passer is kind of like it doesn't fit with that archetype. So I'm kind of really struggling to put Robert Williams in a box. Like I can't say he's like a rebound rim, like blocking center. You know, like he's not he's not an anchor. That's not really his game either. I can't. He's obviously he's a rim runner on offense, but he's a passer as well. You know. He's, he's he's kind of got this some small Fordish kind of vibes to him sometimes I think. Mm. Yeah, I think at the summer league, like strengths really shine because um, weaknesses are so much more common. Like at that level, players at that level, that sort of entry level pro basketball, you, you're going to see players with um, more identifiable weaknesses than than strengths. Mm. Um, and so when a player does have um, an unexpected strength that it really stands out. And I think maybe that's what we saw with Robert Williams passing. Like, oh shit, he can pass. Wow. Like, and it's, it's on this stage where he's getting minutes, he's getting touches and he can kind of showcase that a little bit. We, um, we however, did, sorry, go on. We did kind of know he could pass from the, from the regular season though, right? I mean, I, I've got to be honest. Like, I wouldn't have maybe, listed it as one of his best I, attributes. Yeah. So like, uh, now I, I consider he, it. Now I think about it. Yeah. I didn't walk away from last season thinking he's a great passer or like he, uh, passing is a skill of his. I, okay. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get enough sample size, to be honest. Like I was, yeah. was, he was catching lobs and, and, and rejecting shots or getting exploited on defense. Like that's my memory of Robert Williams from last season. Yeah, um, I, I, I seem to, you know, my memory of him is, is him making a couple of really nice passes and, and, you know, obviously it was always limited minutes, but I sort of felt like that was a, there was something that he could do. One thing I thought he'd be better at was finishing in traffic. And it's weird. He was kind of okay finishing in traffic off the dribble, but sometimes off the catch, 
if he couldn't finish it as a lob, I sort of mm. felt like he struggled to finish it there. And I sort of see them as being sort of similar to his struggles with rebounding. Like he's just not, he's not Grant Williams, who was incidentally my, my second favorite Celtic and is most definitely not light in his ass. Does that segue nicely <laughs> yeah. into player three, Ben? Hey, oh, yes, it does. Hey, yes. And to everyone listening at home, I have not published this list to the to the guys here, but number three, and don't worry, we're not ranking the entire Celtics summer league roster. Grant Williams, aka, I guess, part two of the, of the um, space-time continuum, uh, who we've also signed to a guaranteed rookie deal. So congratulations there to, to Grant Williams. Kudos. Um, but... This um, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Robert Williams. These guys made it difficult to to rank, um, particularly this top three, because all of them were um, impressive in their own right. And Grant Williams maybe had the the most overall, um, the most well rounded impression. I think in in the summer league roster, um, he certainly showed that he can do a lot of things well, but maybe not one thing great. I don't know. What, what did you guys think? Um, I, I liked him immediately for more like of. Um you know, the interviews that he was giving and um, the way he, you know, how well-spoken he was. It was. A lot of it was made of like, you know, his, his background, his mum worked for NASA and, and everything like that. So he's obviously an intelligent dude. So I thought, oh yeah, we've drafted a guy who's a good character that, you know, has like raw ability that we can like mold and stuff like that, which is more or less what's going on here. But nah, he impressed me because I really didn't know anything about his game or look much into it until um, Summer League. But no, that's um, that one game where I think he shot like four or five or, or something like that from three and like his, his plus minus was just absurd for, I think, everything up until the final game so um yeah incredibly impressed with um with grant williams yeah um i i guess for me i I remember his first i think it was his first basket he sort of um i want to say he caught the ball as the roll man pump faked um and just had a had a leaner off the glass straight away i was just like this guy's just got a really versatile skill set um yeah and and it you know i i really hope he contributes this year i i um you know, he's... Okay, one thing I haven't liked about these rookies is that they they can be kind of real boring interviews. Like, <laughs> I love Carson, but, like, I just want to win, man. I just want to win. Well, uh, I mean, I'm sure you would like to win, but it's, like, that's that's a really... I know you're just trying to um, impress the teacher, you know? It's, it's a real teacher's pet type answer. Yeah. Oh, I want to win, sir. You know, like, I like a little honesty. Grant Williams at least seems to be a genuine character. Yeah, The only true. thing is I do wonder... If he's not a little bit annoying to the rest of his teammates, he's so like he's he's, he's quite polyamorous. He's like this puppy dog, you know, that is endearing, um, but maybe a little overwhelming up close. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to have a dig, he he could be too genuine. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying. It's, it's just too nice. Yeah, maybe Jay, maybe I mean, Jalen it's... will get a hold of him because I reckon they are probably on similar wavelengths, and like you know, Jalen will like take him out to a couple of clubs, and you know, <laughs> can see him giving him like a yeah, bit of, a bit more of an NBA like star makeover, but of like of, of similar you know uh, intellect, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, on the other side of it, you could see them playing like magnetized chess on the bench uh, yeah. during you know the the second and third quarters little column a, while they're not needed. Yeah, it is like, but he does seem like. It sounds, it is cliche, like, don't get me wrong, but a high character guy and like what I think is consistent among, we don't, we haven't heard that much from Romeo Langford yet really, but what seems consistent among everyone who was drafted and and signed post-draft by the Celtics is that they're all sort of high character guys and like just good, good people, good hangs. Um, And that is this really 
good like um, decisive shift from the um, from the mood around the team, from the from the personality around the team last season. Mm. So I think that that is um, purposeful by by Danny Ainge and his staff to 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 make that pivot. So um, that's good to see. Great Williams. Uh, I have a feeling that we'll be getting back to talking about him when we talk about who's going to be taking out the majority of the rotation minutes. Uh, number four, Tremont Waters also signed to a two two way contract. Uh, very unfortunate um, and sad that his father passed away in the midst of the summer league season. Um, and yet he came out like the day after or two days after. And we did lose that game to the Grizzlies, but that guy was playing his heart out. And that was consistent. You know, you could see that from him all summer league season where like the guy was just seizing the opportunity. Again, I'm throwing out cliches, but like he just, <laughs> he just seemed to be playing super hard. Um, and despite, you know, his lack of height, um, and some other notable weaknesses in his game. Like he just, um, he was a Celtic. Like, you know, he was diving on the floor. He had that tenacity and he just, he was a very likable player to watch. And I, I really enjoyed his game. He didn't shoot the ball too well from the outside, but his passing and his feel from the game was really noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was between him and Javante Green for who I like probably would put at four. Um, but no, I just, mm-hmm. I, I like his game. I don't really have much to say about him. I'm sorry. I do feel for him um, uh, coming out and playing after uh, uh, losing his dad's. So that must have been um, really, yeah, really full on. So um, a lot of credit to him too uh, for going through with that. But um, yeah, like his game. Yeah. I mean, his dad, if I understand it, uh, the what do they say? The uh, circumstances weren't considered suspicious, you know. And, no. And um, like that's not that's a little different to just like losing your dad from cancer, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I had a really good mate loses his dad to cancer just in the last couple of weeks. It's like the situation that Tremont Waters is in is quite different. Um, and um, man, like. I don't know. Like, I just think, man, like that kid must have had it like tough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that. That's 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 insane. You know, well, um, like it, it seems so odd at a time when your son has just like cracked it. You know. Yeah. But um, um, I loved his game. Like that first, um, like the first game against Philadelphia, we were just turning them over like crazy. It was him mm. and Carson Edwards just wreaking havoc. I yeah. love, I I so enjoyed Tremont Waters. I don't think he's an NBA player. He's certainly mm. not like a starting caliber player. But um, I really liked it, and I really hope he does well because I just I love the attitude he plays with. Yeah, if there was a instead of a salary cap, like a, a cap on height at like six two, <laughs> then he, he would be dominant in there, in that league. There is but, such um... a league. There is such a league. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what league it is? My local comp or no? It's <laughs> Your local the Philippines, comp. the Philippines Pro League. Really? There's a, there's, there's, a there's a cap on, yeah. There's like a cap on dudes who are over six five or something. Well, like that. Taco's gonna have to look wow. elsewhere then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again with the segue. Again with the segue. Number five, and there's gonna be some people out there who are like, "Why the shit did you not mention this guy in the top three? Taco Fall. Um, partly, there's many parts to why I'm ranking Taco Fall at all. Um, a lot of it has to do with just how polarizing and entertaining a figure he was at Summer League. The the fan interaction, the interviews, the fact that um, so like at least every player on the Celtics roster had one go at lobbing the ball up to just ridiculous heights, basically to the lights in the arena for Taco Fall to just do a, a maneuver that you don't see very often, which is like a catch the ball and it's kind of already in the rim because that's where your hands are above the rim already. I don't know. It was weird. 
Um, but the question, I guess, remains. Obviously, we all enjoyed Taco Fall at Summer League, but um, is there a future for him on any NBA roster, or what do you think? Mm. It's 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 obviously he's always going to be a role player, like perform a very specific role at best, right? Total yeah. inbounds um, defender. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's I, I don't know, man. Like like Boban's super skilled, you know, like. Boban's the the comparative, right? Um, and Bo like Boban's like best case, right? Like Boban's a phenomenally skilled guy with approximate with slightly similar physical characteristics. Who can and shoot? Yeah. Who can shoot and pass? Boban's really good, you know. Um, but but yeah, Taco. I I will say this though, you know, he'd get down in a stance and move his feet. You got to give him that. But you're probably not. Mm. But um. But who knows, right? Well, um, yeah. interesting case study will be uh, how Bol Bol goes as well, because I mean, I mean, you got two very tall, sort of slender guys. I mean, Bol Bol apparently is like more upside. I've never really watched anything I know about him because of his like, you know, his um, his um, father, and obviously how tall he is as well. But um, yeah, like I mean, there doesn't seem to be no one seemed to be wild on these like, you know super tall projects. Like I think everyone might like start to think like Giannis, you know, four, four or five years ago, whatever it was. Yeah, can we get a hold of this guy? Can we turn them into like the next, you know, f- freak of nature that's just so dominant? But um, no, I don't think there's a future for him in the NBA, which sucks because he's so fun to watch. And it just completely like the whole reason I watched <laughs> Summer League was to see him. Like, I'm obviously, I wanted to watch, walk back a bit. I wanted to see that the guys we drafted as a collective, obviously, but he was like the attraction. And I think a lot of people who, would never have watched a summer game in their lives, would probably have tuned in to watch the Celtics just because there's this seven foot seven dude who's just just ridiculous to watch. And his story and the fact that he's like apparently a genius as well. It's just and in his name, like it's just he's yeah. just got it all. It it's so much name. fun to just have around. And my last point before I go any further, I've never seen a non Celtics player been used for so much Celtics like media and stuff. You know what I mean? We haven't signed him <laughs> and like he's he's gone with Grant Williams to meet like Liverpool and like that's obviously that's that, yeah, yeah, so I imagine that's unofficial, <laughs> yeah. but still like that's on Instagrams and shit. And he's in the Celtics Twitter and the Celtics Facebook and everywhere. And like we haven't even like given like what's he on? An exhibition ten or something up until Summer League? Summer League, summer like the camp or something. So he's not even really a player, <laughs> technically speaking. Yeah, that was something new that I learned about this offseason. Exhibition 10 contract. Never heard of that. Yeah, I don't know if it's new yeah. or maybe I'm not keeping up with the, the news there. But um, yeah, yeah with, with Taco Fall came the, the news and the realization that that exists. That's a thing. I guess it means he's, got a, he's occupying a roster spot right now. I think it's funny with him is that, like, how is it that a 7'7 seven seven person becomes an underdog at basketball? Yeah. But that's what he is. That's that's why he's so loved, right? I mean, it's it's it, that's the dynamic. But it's so funny how we get to it. You know, we, we cheer for a seven foot seven guy because it's so unlikely that he's going to be really good at basketball. <laughs> yeah, you know? that is odd. I guess it, it kind of signifies, yeah, how much the game has changed. That we're cheering for a person that tall, uh, as we would a person five two. You know, yeah, yeah. It, um, and it's just totally. like total underdog. It's just seven seven feels like the point where it's just too much. It's like you know, you need water and air to survive, but you get like too much water or too much <laughs> air at once, and you you die. It's almost like he's like ridiculous analogy but i feel like he's always like too tall to, to function <laughs> yeah. and that's where the the weird yeah. like the dissonance is but anyway i get what you mean yeah um yeah i feel like i could waffle on about taco for there you go waffles and tacos no, making no, everyone hungry yep. yeah 
for for a while uh, but i want to get to some um honorable mentions some runners up very quickly so there's three of them two of them are max struss of strauss i think it's struss and struss Struis, Max Struis, sorry Maxi, and Javante Green, both signed to two-way deals with the Celtics, who had little pockets of impressiveness with the Celtics. Um, I think for me, Javante Green was maybe the more dynamic player that I'm a bit more excited about, but but Struisi had some uh, some moments there, a pure shooter. I think you could categorize him as. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, it's the offseason. Well, folks. It was a good team. It was a really good team. Like I like basically all of the players. I like that we had the dude who shot the underarm free throws. Shot the Onowaki. Is it? Onowaku. Onowaku. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> I missed that. Fun. I got to admit, I didn't say it. We had an underarmer, did we? Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Um, nice. He he was like played for the Rockets. I I want to say. I feel like he was in. He did. He's been around the league, but hey, he did um, play for the Rockets. He was fun. There was the other guy who looked like Carson Edwards because he had the same hairstyle and his number was like 39. Was yeah, taller. that was confusing. <laughs> yeah, I still don't know his name. Um, but <laughs> I always got excited when he was on the floor and I was slightly disappointed to realize it wasn't the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think it was John Elmore. Sorry. Elmore, anyway, yeah. I was... I'm just going to call him Clayton's Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we were getting to this and I might chance our arm here for like another segue, but I have we spoken since, since Yabuselli's been waived? Uh, he was the third honorable mention. Was, uh, so killing it with the segways, Jackson. Did. By the he way, did. but wow. um, didn't even he play. was cut. He was cut by the Celtics. I think it's not news at this point. We all know um, the dancing bear, uh, Derriere Jordan, as I have known to call him, <laughs> been known to call him. Um, <laughs> yeah, sad, sad news because he's kind of been like, I guess, like the mascot for the Celtics for a little while now, like the the fan mascot, but. Um, I don't know. It looked like it was time. It was his third or... F- I think it was his third season coming into this year, right? And he just was lagging on a summer league roster. Um, so, time to go. Yeah. It's yeah. it's Evicted. it's sad, but, like, the dude, like, never looked in shape, like, a day he was with us. So, it was always... <laughs> no. It was it was fun to have him around, but, that's, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, all the best to him. Yeah, it, it was fun to have him around, but, unfortunately, he just wasn't that good. Yep, that's that's pretty much the crux of it there. All right, so 23 minutes on the now two weeks gone Summer League. The, we are really in the depths of the offseason. We're going to take a very quick break and be back in a moment for the Reddit recap. Welcome back. This is the Reddit recap, and we're going to start with a post by user iPound3, who posted a few days ago now, this subreddit kind of sucks, referring to Celtics Reddit, and then in brackets, not really. Pretty much based on calling out some of the, shall we say, limitations decided on by the mod team, and iPound3 goes on to say, I love the Celtics. They are my favorite team to watch, and I've been a fan as long as I can remember. One of my favorite parts of being a Celtics fan is interacting with other Celtics fans, and this subreddit limits that. In all other team subreddits, you can post memes and shit posts and just have fun as a subreddit, and I think it would be awesome if we were allowed to actually have fun in this subreddit, but like I said, our subreddit limits what we can do. So that's on the surface level of that, uh, and I think the irony here is I, I think at least you, Joe, you don't spend a lot of time on Celtics Reddit, 
despite being a, no, a key pillar daily. of this. Oh, okay. I oh, go, never mind. I go there every day. It's just I don't get too deep into it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, well, you know, it's the off season. It's never too late to, to really dive in. I guess that's what we're doing now. <laughs> but uh, on this, the surface of this, like a contentious issue on Celtics Reddit has been the, the fact that mods have restricted the use of memes. So their um, hard line on that is that it encourages better discussion, more in-depth discussion without... Um, um, you know, that being limited by the uh, inclusion of memes and, and non-discussion items, I suppose. So where are you guys sitting with the inclusion or, or uninclusion of, of memes on, on Celtic Reddit? Do you want it to stay like it is or do you want those rules relaxed a little bit or where are you sitting with that? For, for me, it's a matter of, um, I mean, I'm in agreement with the mods and the fact I'd rather like more in-depth discussion and more and, and less like shit posty sort of things for the sake of being shit posty and whatnot. So um, I, I agree with them on that. And, and if like, if it were purely up to me, I'd probably just keep it as is because I, I, I love the sub as is and I'm, I, I have for as long I've been following it but it, there does seem to be a general consensus that there should be more and I think that maybe the fact it might be an age thing I don't know how old the Celtics mods are but maybe they're from like you know our generation I'm 30 you know if everyone wants, that cares but um, maybe these maybe these guys are maybe the, the majority of the users are younger and like that they've been more about memes and posts and shit like that you know growing up and it feels like a little bit like like old to them so look if, if the popular consensus is uh, include it. I mean, I don't see why it can't be like trialed or like something can't be done anyway, you know? The, 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 okay. So the thing is, if you have rules, right, if it's a rules-based sort of a, um, I guess, sort of an approach to moderation, um, you're going to get like harsh consequences, right? Um, so I, if you have to pick an approach, rules or just like total laissez-faire free-for-all, Anarchy. Anarchy. Chaos. <laughs> like, it's pretty obvious which one's going to be better, right? Like, the, you know, you can't have a laissez-faire. You know, it, it, there'd, there'd be no way to, to find the good content. And with regards to the memes and stuff like that, with all that stuff, I'm like, I'm like, I guess I just want moderators to not have to, I want moderators to have the flexibility not to apply rules. Like, if it's good, you know, like, mm. like we all, we, I don't want to see a million stupid memes that are all the same, right? But I do want to see one meme that's really funny. Well, there was an example talked about in there where there was a guy who's trying to crowdfund some guy he met in South America to get him to, yeah. to a game. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Like, but if there were 10 of them, then nah, then they all go. You know, like, I, I don't, is it that? I mean, to me, it's pretty hard to get too wound up about a forum on the internet. Like, um, it's... <laughs> there's bigger fish to fry it's off season man um, (laughs) yeah i'm fired up (laughs) i'm angry (laughs) but if it's fun to read like if it's good and it's unique then let it ride if it's not fun then delete it and Mm. i guess i guess to me like um maybe that makes it harder for the moderators to to do it like maybe they yeah i'm sure they use bots and stuff like that to just automatically wipe stuff but um yeah i'd I'd prefer to see like that it's it's a you know it's a job it's a curating job right like they're they should be called curators instead of moderators you know mm. <laughs> we want them to we want them to curate like a good set of topics for discussion yeah it's unfortunately it's 
not as black and white or cut and dry as memes or no memes. And that user you mentioned who was trying to crowdfund uh, someone to come over from South America, that was user user Senior Stone 71. And it's a good example where like that's a well-intentioned, yeah. uh, well-timed post in that it's in the off-season totally. and it's all about just like sharing the love among Celtics fans. And yet there is a rule that the mods have decided no matter what we'll abide by. So that gets removed just as there could be awesome. Like if you spend any time on weird Celtics Twitter, there's fucking awesome memes out there. They're hilarious. Marcus Smart um, just today, like stirred (laughs) up a a Photoshop contest today. And it was awesome. But that's kind of limited to Twitter at the moment. Um, Because yeah, I guess the moderators of Celtics Reddit and most other subs, like we don't have um, access to that kind of, artificial intelligence or machine learning or whatever automation could be applied um to to their job to automatically factor out unfunny memes essentially like how do you (laughs) how do you tell a computer to determine what memes are funny and what aren't because if we can somehow do that then i'm all for allowing memes but there's a there's an alternate celtic subreddit i don't know if you guys have heard of it called r slash baston celtics and i love the guys and girls I don't know what gender they are, so I'm saying both, who run the sub. I think uh, Air Mag Swag and In Ainge We Trust are two users who um, are prominent in that sub. Um, love those guys. Don't love the sub. I was scrolling through it today. I've been through it a couple of times, and it is a litany of shit memes. It's like 99% terrible, <laughs> unfunny memes. Um, like the top one today, it's a photo of like Hitler and his closest generals standing around like a table, clearly like planning a battle or whatever. And, and the headline is, oh... Boston Celtics Reddit mods like planning the next like uh, meme banning or whatever it is. It's like, okay, like I get it. You're not a fan of the current rule set in the subreddit, but like, come on. Like that's that's not funny, at least to me. Um, there's a lot of, um, obviously a lot of opinions and a lot of discourse going on from that thread. So we mentioned Senior Stone and, and the idea of flying that user over from, uh, from South America, which I, I would be all for. I would donate to that. User Henry is your boss writes shades of R slash Celtics highlights, which is another Celtics sub sub subsidiary. And it's it's the it's the subreddit for Celtics highlights because it's another thing that's been banned by uh by mods. Um, and yet nobody goes there because R slash Boston Celtics is enough. So Yeah. <sighs> there we go. Get it off. Get it out. <laughs> I mean also isn't the whole point of Reddit too though that like the good stuff should rise to the top yeah Um, it's an excellent point so i mean maybe the mods just need to i don't know trust that a little bit like just clean up stuff that's you know if it doesn't get any attention but at the same time you also need to like people have only got so much attention span right so they can only like absorb so many topics and decide to upvote them or not you know um you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if there if there's a million topics that are just flooding through, like, then it doesn't work, you know? I feel like they, yeah, no, they need to be gatekeepers for sure. And and I think they should be, like, as users, we should probably give them a little bit, like, just trust their judgment a little bit. But I just like to see them use judgment, you know, instead of just just applying rules. Um, without the, There shouldn't be rules. Like, why are there rules? It's, it's, well, there's rules on all subs. It's not, you know, like, basic yeah, but, stuff okay maybe this is maybe this is me maybe i'm just a bit older than it's it's the internet it's not real life like <laughs> <laughs> but it's not 4chan yeah. it is reddit you can, and you slightly can, more you can still lose your job over shit you're out on the internet so you got to have a little bit of <laughs> yeah you have a little bit of like <laughs> yeah. you know culpability or whatever but yeah 
okay, you know what I mean? Like, this is not like, it's just not that important. Mm. <laughs> and, and <laughs> no, you're right. That's that, that is yeah. correct. And I don't, I don't, I don't honestly mean that in like a pejorative sense. It's just like it's just a forum on the net. So if it yeah. does get a bit hairy around the edges and some rules aren't quite adhered to, that's fine. But if it gets to the point where nobody's using it, well then, if you want it to be usable, then you have to let the mods do something about it. So in general, I think mods should probably like, I think people should like try and understand it. Like there's a volunteer people trying to make something usable Yeah. Right. and maybe mods should not like, uh, I don't know. To me, you don't have to apply rules because who cares if you break them? <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> who dies if you break the rule? You know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, what's the consequence? It's not, man, it's yeah. not flip. We're not talking about, we're not talking about the, the, you know, the presumption of innocence here, you know, that has to be adhered to, otherwise innocent people <laughs> die. You know, it, it's just, you know, it just it seems a bit out of, it just seems a bit incongruent with the, um, with the, you know, the magnitude of the importance yeah. of what's happening. Again, yeah, but again, yeah. again a lot, I think a lot of these people are young and I'm not trying to say that like I'm better than them or way better than them or anything like that, so we're above it, but I mean, like... You know, I'll say yeah. I'm better than that. <laughs> go, for go for it. That's, that's, uh, New, Zeal- that's New Zealanders you, for you guys. You are what they would call the the fun police, Joe. I, I suggested a weekly meme thread uh, and multiple. I was severely downvoted and uh, and called the fun police by uh, what I, I'm now beginning to realize a, like you know, a litany yeah. of, of twelve year olds. Um, so, yeah, a number of opinions on, on the comment thread there. I want to get to a couple of them really quickly just to represent the, the many sort of sides of the fence um, various Redditors are sitting on. Flameout3145 writes, I absolutely love the memes and inside jokes that come from them in other communities. Blows my mind that this subreddit has such a hard set of rules when it's for a basketball team. Another user, Onomatopoeia, writes... I always screw up these usernames. Sorry, guys. There should definitely oh. be leniency during the off-season. It would be onomatopoeic. Season... Onomatopoeic. Onomatopoeic. Thank you. Onomatopoeic. Right. Like maniac, but onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeic. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll just edit out my um, profound stupidity after the fact. Uh, they write, there should definitely be leniency during the off-season. Uh, through the season, though, I don't want to see memes on there. The... Yeah, fair enough. Hunnish Invasion writes, I like it better because it doesn't allow memes and shitposts. So many of the communities I'm in are nothing but that and all good content gets tossed to the wayside. And finally, Pepe Silvia 11 writes, No, memes and shitposts ruin every subreddit I've been on. This place is actually great with discussion. Quality of discussion excluded. Point being, we care about the Celtics and have no problem talking about them enough to sustain the subreddit. So plenty of people with plenty of opinions. That's the internet for you folks. Um, but it's interesting. This isn't the first time this has come up. And I think the mods who are recruiting, I think at the moment, have some decisions to make because like this is just going to keep being a thing. Um, and in the vacuum of this subreddit and of the off season. I think you could say that it is important in the vacuum of this community. Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, with the many goings-on of the world, it doesn't mean shit to anybody. <laughs> but for the few people who sort this subreddit by slash new like 20 times a day and are passionate about it, um, I think it's bothering a lot of people there. So it's just interesting because it's come up in, in such a, you know, uh, a big fashion in the last couple of days. Reddit problems, man. They're sort of real. They're not real. They're sort of real. They're sort of real. (laughs) Just to some. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I don't think we need to spend any more time on that. Um, 
Let's move on. User McElwain posted a Shams tweet. Boston's Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown are on Team USA's shortlist of potential replacement additions. And since that tweet, Shams hit us up again saying that both of those players have been confirmed um, as part of the at least the training camp roster for Team USA. Um, why do we care? couple of reasons. Obviously, we're Celtics fans. This is great news. More Celtics prior to the season. Why do I care in particular? Going to those games. I've probably wow, told everyone who you, listens yeah. to this show way too many times. And now it seems like it could be basically the Boston Celtics versus Australia, which I'm very excited for. It's smash them too. And I mean the Celtics <laughs> would smash Australia. Um, yeah, it's great. That's great. It's really, Dream result. It is, it's, it's really cool because, like, I mean, it's. I, I, I don't think a lot of a lot of the bigger stars are pulling out because they don't want it to be a distraction. Or rather, they don't want a distraction. They want to focus on the upcoming season. Um, yeah. It, uh, I, I, I think it's. I think this is good for younger players. You know what I mean? We can still call these guys younger players, obviously. So, um, maybe not Kemba, but still. It, I think it's great. It's great for it's great for you, Ben. Certainly, and I think it'll be. Um, I think it'll be good for the guys. Even if they just get a little bit more time together, just to bond a little bit more, you know. Mm. It, there's something I wanna. I wanna. Um, I mean, I've kind of talked about it in the in the in the in the group chat, but um, I, it's really. St- I have this theory about why this keeps happening with USA basketball. Like, I mean, it's awesome that the Celtics are there. That's great. But I mean, if it was Kyle Kuzma. Who got selected? I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is in the team, by the way. Wow. Well. <laughs> I want to. So we've already there. had a chance to definitely, react. Definitely, definitely, he's not buying a ticket now. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Kuzma. Ugh. No, Kuz. but I want to. I want to see you know in person what you guys kind of think of this this theory. Like in in Australia and New Zealand, I guess most Commonwealth countries, but. It, I don't know exactly how it works in Europe, but I'll speak for, for Australia, New Zealand, England, and South Africa, let's say, right? Cricket playing countries. <laughs> the cricket and rugby playing countries, right? Mm. So the, the way it works, right, is when we're growing up, you know, we, we'll play for a club and that club will be a member of a, you know, of a district association or whatever, you know, and then you'll try and make reps. It might be for your town, all right? And then um, there'll be like, when you get above that, there'll be like a provincial or state level reps and they go through the age group. And you're always trying to make these rep teams and then eventually you get old enough and there might even be national rep teams at age group level. And on and on you go. And then, you know, like there's this hierarchy to it and, and it's, it's in place. Like it's, it's a, like, for instance, rugby in New Zealand, like I can go play for a club right now and that's part of the same ecosystem as the All Blacks. It's not like it's not like a totally different thing, right? There's mm-hmm. a there's a pyramid, and the clubs are on the bottom, and then you go up to the provinces, and the provinces go into Super Super Rugby, and then Super Rugby goes into the All Blacks. It's actually all kind of in a way part of the same competition, you know? Like it's it's not it's it's all part of the same ecosystem, and I just I think it breeds in us like a. This is my theory. It makes representative sport so important. Like representative sport is like the highest honor. It's not. It's even more so than. And I just I look at American sport and like Americans don't really play sport after high school, as far as you know, like in a competitive sense. Do they really? Is that is that a thing? Like, do they you, have? No, there's like not really here like recreational pros. There's, there's plenty of minor leagues for like. Um, yeah, lots of sports and shit like that. I don't know how much they make or whether like it's the part of the same like system like you're talking about, but 
Uh, there's definitely like, there's definitely, you can definitely make money off sport. If, if, if I'm getting at the wrong, if I'm missing the point here, man, uh, let me know. But um, Well, there's no representative sport, right? It's not like you can represent your state at basketball. Uh-huh. Right. Like you can't do that. Oh, okay, I know what you mean. You know? Whereas in, you know, basketball might be a slightly bad example because you've got your NBL level stuff. But, but like if you think through, you know, like um, oh, maybe Australia's a bit different because Aussie rules, but, but New Zealand, right? Like you can represent your province in pretty much any sport, you know? Yeah, so great example. My old man plays over 60s representative cricket for the state of New South Wales. Wow. There you go. Flip. Over 60s, so I still give him hell That's in the so nets, awesome. don't worry, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, he's good for an old fella. <laughs> Digging a short ball every now and then, do you ben? I played <laughs> Bit of chin music. I played, rap in, I played rap futsal, which is like indoor soccer, for half of my state, northern New South Wales. So there you there's go. My, right. There's my there So we get, we get representative sport, right? Like it's a really important thing, and it's kind of how you measure your progress as an athlete. And there just doesn't seem to be an equivalent thing in America, as far as I can tell. And I feel like that perspective, is as as much as anything, is why these guys keep dropping out. Like, it just doesn't mean that much to them. Whereas Joe Ingalls, Joe Ingalls has just as much, in theory, reason as Tobias Harris to not play for Australia. But Joe, Joe Ingalls is going to be suiting up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and I just think it's such a shame for basketball. I really do. And, and I'm a little bit sore about this because the fact that Stephen Adams doesn't play for New Zealand is, um, in my view, a real black mark. Um, there are some yeah. historical reasons why he's held out, I think, but I, I think it's, it's so un-Kiwi, you know? Yeah. It's just well, so un-Kiwi to do it and not, so or not you, do it. Well, yeah, you're saying that, like, given the comparison you've just made to US sports versus, say, Commonwealth sports... Stephen Adams not playing for Team New Zealand is is worse than any of these guys pulling out of the the USA team. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But mm. it, it's almost like the same. I, I you know Stephen the Stephen Adams stories. Nobody really knows why um, why he doesn't want to play. It's so weird because he is so Kiwi. Like he is so Kiwi. <laughs> yeah. And the most Kiwi thing you can do is represent New Zealand, and uh-huh. he doesn't want to do it. It's just it's just it, it just messes with me. But, oh, he's got to get ready to focus on a championship season with OKC. So. <laughs> yeah, he's... <laughs> CP3's keeping CP3 Alexander. Keep yeah, CP3. Yeah, no. Nah, hey, man. If they're a good team, I wouldn't be surprised. But anyway, um, I just... I look, I'm more speaking about it, like, looking at this USA team, watching all these guys drop out, and I'm like, they don't get it. Like, yeah. they just don't yeah. get rep sport. I've... You know? Yeah, I think I think they care when it's the Olympics because it's a free gold medal and they get to go to the Olympics for two weeks and it's off season yeah. and it doesn't interfere with anything. So I think there's that. But again, yeah, your bigger guys won't go. LeBron won't go after he's done it once, you know, and shit like that. So there is that. But at the same time, like more to your point, like I just think America just kind of is very insular with the sports that they like and follow and are crazy about. You got basketball, totally. but your basketball. <laughs> you got basketball, basketball hell yeah, <laughs> basketball, um, uh, American football, and that's really like it, isn't it? Hockey to a degree, which you represented, but like th- those aren't like traditionally like you know, actually no, they are played internationally, but they they're dominated traditionally by America. So it's almost like they're blasé about it. It's almost like there's no real competition for for them in in, in a respect less. Like, because I can tell you, there's lots of like there's a big like following to follow like the the national soccer team particularly the women's team in the states but it's always like it's like it is in australia it's just like when it's when it's on it makes the news and other than that you have to get up at four in the morning to watch it and it's like a subculture yeah. rather than like the prominent one so 
I don't know where I'm going with this point anymore. Sorry, but yeah, I, I think I don't. Th- I don't think particularly to like the mega stars. They just they just don't give a shit as much. It's more about like their team them themselves doing a grab. Like like Ben Simmons pulled out of the Australian team, so because he's focused on the season and stuff like that. Because he's a yank. And, but yeah, but at the same time, yank. he's he he was I mean, he's Australian, but yeah, he's he's more of a product of the American system than he's the Australian one. Yeah. So. You can have him, America. He is going to play in the exhibition games in in Melbourne and yeah. Sydney, though, which I, I was actually, very happy to hear. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't actually want to. Be, when it, I don't want to be too hard on them, too hard on him if he's going to play. Like that's better than like, that's better than Stephen Adams, you know. Yeah, um, with um, just like on all that, I, I guess America are unique. The the US, I should say, I don't know what they prefer to be called. The USA. Um, their domestic, <laughs> their, their domestic leagues, uh, arguably with the exception of the, um, the Olympics, more respected, um, more enjoyable, more lucrative for all involved than any of the international competitions. Whereas I don't think any other country's domestic competitions can, can stand up to that. Do you know what I mean? Like it's probably actually way more important for these American athletes athletes to yeah. to play successfully in their domestic leagues than in the international competitions. No other country can can do that, at least in basketball. Yeah, I mean, we we all know that the NBA is the highest level of competition, so so I understand that. But to me, like, okay, the, the, this is this is the the kind of um, counterfactual I can imagine. Okay, so so I kind of, well, I guess what I'm trying to say is. I, I can kind of understand why Americans don't perceive representative sport as being important, but I think it's a shame because even though the highest level of competition, like if I was a basketball player, for me it would be an equivalent, it would be at least an equivalent honour playing for New Zealand. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that doesn't mean I'm as good a player, but it would be as important because of the culture I was raised in, right? Because of the sporting culture I was raised in, it's super important to represent New Zealand or you know, over 60s, <laughs> over 60s are for my state or whatever. Well, when you get your chance, you take <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> totally. Um, you know, and, and I, I guess I want to make two points. I think it's a shame that they, they do it. And I also don't think it has to be that way because, mm. you know, like for a New Zealander, like like this is why the Stephen Adams thing is so weird, but like I think the Australian guys would totally regard it as an equivalent honour. Like representing their country, I mean, you you have to basically be an NBA player to represent Australia now, anyway. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, the, the Joe Ingalls example, like the true blue Australians, the Paddy Millses. I'm going to put Exum in there. Exum seems like Exum seems pretty legit as an Aussie. Good bloke, sure. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Delhi. You know, all all those guys, all those guys, you know, show that it's possible to actually, um, regard representative sport as a really high honor and i just think it's such a shame that americans don't see it that way yeah and like to now like this point even the tier two players like your bradley beals and (laughs) damian lillard and cj mccollum yeah tobias harris they've all bailed he's even an all-star oh no i'm too cool for it what yeah it is disappointing and so uh, speaking very selfishly here, because I'm going with a, a mate of mine who is not a Celtics fan, and he's you know we bought our tickets when they had you know they were touting LeBron James and and Steph Curry and players like that to potentially be joining the FIBA squad. That's when we bought our tickets, and mm. um, now obviously them and, and players a lot you know, lower in, in caliber than those guys have all bailed, um, and he's devastated. And yet 
I'm in the midst of this uptrend where it's like suddenly it's like the Celtics plus Miles Turner as the starting lineup for the Team USA for for three games here in Australia. So, um, not to to take away from any of the points that we've just made about the the, the bigger picture there, um, it has somehow surmounted to the situation where now a lot of the Celtics are coming to this part of the world, and for a lot of people listening, that's that's really exciting. I think. Um, User AWalker17 has written, many players have credited their experience with Team USA as a catalyst for improving their game, which for our young players I think is exciting. I know there are negatives to having our young guys play extra minutes over the summer, but I just wanted to share that positive aspect. And user Jerry Welsh 44 writes, I can't Shout envision... Shout out Yuri Welsh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, is that a silent J, is it? Sorry. Sorry, I, I, uh, Yuri Welsh. Do you, remember, do you remember him as a player? Hardly, no. Oh, bro, <laughs> I a, loved him. That was him. a black spot for me. Um, <laughs> he was in the, the Antoine Walker trade, ironically, given uh, um, the previous user you mentioned, I think, was A. Walker 8? 17. 17, yeah. Uh, interesting link there. Hmm. There you go. Now you're listening to the experts, folks. Uh, they write, I can't envision Jalen making the final 12-man roster, but I could easily see Marcus endearing himself to pop. But at this point, like I, th- I feel like players could essentially put their name in the hat, right? Like if you're an NBA player, you're on the team. That's where they're at. Guys are, you know, <laughs> dropping like flies. Um, so yeah, it's a really good opportunity for a lot of our young players to to play under the the tutelage of uh, of Greg Popovich and um, get some extra minutes um, together as a squad. Um, shades of the pre 08 Celtics playing in uh, in Rome together at a training camp there. Shades, you know, shades. shades, shades, total shades. I will say, just to, to kind of square the circle on that last point, Marcus Smart's response to being played was like, it's an honor. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Marcus, you are my dog. I love him. <laughs> I love I would, him. I would die for that, man. And uh, Marcus Smart colliding with uh, Delhi uh, on the basketball court there. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if we're... If we're we don't have earthquakes really in, in this part of the world. Yeah. I don't know if we're like uh, our infrastructure is prepared for for that kind of uh, seismic activity, but we'll see. I had this friend. I had this friend who I um I went through I went through law school with him, and um he was he was great. And the the, the my go to story of him is he was I was sitting by him, and he was once asked, you know, if if you were cloned and and um and put in a cage match with your clone, who would win? <laughs> and his response was. I think I think we'd fall in love. <laughs> and when you talked about Marcus Martin Delhi meeting up, I think that's what would happen. I think they'd fall in love. <laughs> All right, there we go. Fifty-five minutes of off-season content, just like that. It's done. <laughs> Any uh, anything you guys want to add before we wrap this one up? I my instinct is that Romeo Langford's not going to work out, but I always Ooh. hope I'm wrong. Hot take. Cut. But Grant Williams and Carson Edwards will. Yeah. Carson Edwards, sixth man of the year. Sixth man of the yes. year. Yes. <laughs> Not even the rookie. Not the rookie. All right. That'll just about do it for this episode of the Celtics Reddit Podcast. And folks, in and off season with nothing to do Celtics-wise, great time to subscribe to the podcast and give us a spicy five-star rating. Also, go and follow us on Twitter at Celtic Reddit Pod. Those followers uh, were climbing for a bit there for us, uh, but we've since peaked and no more recent followers. So please go and help us out there. Help us get us out of that rut. Jackson, Joe, I wish you a safe and happy offseason. Thanks again for coming on, guys. Always a pleasure. pleasure. Thanks, guys. Celtics versus Australia, August 22. Not conflicted at all as far as my allegiance. Go Celtics. Peace. Peace.